0: For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your host Casey Hudson and Kaylee Myzel.
1: What's up, Tampa Bay fans? Welcome back to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, Episode Three. It's wild to think that we're already. Hopping on this train and getting things moving along. But the beautiful thing is there's always something and so much to talk about. We are finally in preseason, which means actual live football is taking place. Week two of joint practices. And, of course, there's always updates, news, drama, and so much more surrounding all of it. I have the pleasure and honor to be one of your hosts, Casey Hudson. And
0: I'm Kaylee Mizell Casey, you said it, drama. And it seems like almost every time we come on here that we have more dramatic things to talk about news, the latest and greatest. uh, We're, we're starting off the show with Tom Brady again. So Tom Brady is TBD for (laughs) when he will return. Uh, Todd Bowles said today, when asked about when exactly Tom Brady would be returning to the team, quote, we'll see. We'll talk about it next week. I'm not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee, there's no definitive date for me. We'll think on it. We'll keep in touch and find out. So based off of that, the thing that everybody kind of latched onto and ran with was the fact that he said there is no definitive date. Mm -hmm. And so people in the media and in the social media world are like,
1: what the A heck? little
0: bit, a little bit. I think there's a lot of question marks. I think mm-hmm. there, there are still lots of question marks. We don't know exactly why Tom Brady is out. It's for personal reasons, which mm-hmm. he deserves his privacy, but it's, but it is a little weird. Like at this point, it seems a little bit fishy.
1: I don't know. It's I know a little sus.
0: It is. It is. And at first, right, a few weeks ago, I was like, I, I said, if you're concerned about this, you need to walk the plank. I straight right. up said that. <laughs> I don't know, Casey. I'm, I'm not. I don't. Concerned is not the right word. But there is a, there is maybe a little bit more confusion. There's a few more question marks. Um, you would think that. Mm-hmm. And getting ready to enter the regular season, there's going to be some type of date, mm-hmm. especially if this was planned ahead of time, Casey. Like, it just feels kind of confu- like, oh, so yes. this is planned ahead of time, but but there was no definitive <laughs> date to come back. Like, right. That doesn't. It's the play it, on words. Can both I... of
1: these things be true? Because it doesn't. It seems a little confusing. I don't think they coexist that's the part that Whoa. you put it perfectly like that's what's making it a little bit more like okay let's raise some eyebrows at this maybe ask a couple more questions and somewhat start hitting the panic button because I don't know how non-definitive and a plan coexist in the same category. And what I will say is that watching the demeanor and the delivery on Todd Bowles initial, this is something that was discussed beforehand. Uh, Tom, the team, myself, we feel good. We feel confident about it. We're all good to go was a whole different tone than um, there's not a definitive return date. The timeline kind of is what it is. Oh, and by the way, we're not worried about that because we're focused on Tennessee, which kind of put the first little ounce of deflection in Todd Bowles' response. Now, that deflection was initially there when it was like, hey, where's Tom Brady for practice? Excuse absence number one, excuse absence number two. And then all of a sudden, there's this plan. There's this, oh, you know, this calm, calculated, confident response. And I didn't see that confidence in the response today i saw a i'm really sick of this question of course <laughs> um truth be told is the tone that i kind of saw and then it was oh well, we're not dealing with this right now it's all about tennessee it's all about saturday which i can understand from a coaching perspective you've got to keep a mild manner for your team you've got to keep focus. you got to make sure everyone stays on the right trajectory focused on the season regardless of what's taking place but at this point there's been multiple situations where the bucks had a prime opportunity to get ahead of a story situation and narrative and they just kind of fail you know there's there there this could have been an open-ended thing weeks ago Tom Brady needs a leave of absence we have discussed the reasoning it is his right it is his privacy it is something that he earned and deserved and we will circle back to this at the end of preseason because you had to know that you put everybody on this clock countdown waiting for the the final quarter of the preseason game Saturday so that they can re- revisit this question and want a more affirmative answer. Yeah. hundred percent. Like he's the one that said
0: after Tennessee. Right. And so it would make sense to ask that, like, it's a fair question. It's a fair question to ask, like, Hey, it's Thursday. You play the game in two days is Tom, you get Sunday off, but like, are we going to see Tom on Monday? Like, what's the plan? That's right. a fair question to ask because you're the one that gave the timeline to begin with, which the timeline was after Tennessee, that was mm-hmm. the timeline. And so then for the timeline to be adjusted, it just, it does seem suspicious. It seems a little confusing. And are you panicked? I, <laughs> I'm not panicked, but I think that there is some, there's some question marks. There's some confusion. There's some doubt. And I'm not saying doubt about anybody's skill, but it just seems, I don't know. You retire from football. Mm-hmm. Then you come back and you kind of have to come back to the Bucks. Like you can't like contractually, you can't right. come back and go anywhere else. There's a lot so of strings have, attached. So you have to come back to the Bucks. Now now that we're finding out that there were conversations with other teams and whatnot, like, again, not that he was pursuing, but mm-hmm. there were conversations that happened. It's like, did he want to come back to the Bucs? He, does he want to be here? Is his heart really in it? Those, I think, have question marks by them. Do yeah. I think Tom Brady is still incredible? Yes. Do I think if he shows up and decides to do this that he will be a hundred percent dedicated to it yes because he's tom brady and i think that that is his character that mm-hmm. he's going to be dedicated to something so but but that's what doesn't make sense it feels weird because everything we know about tom brady is a hundred percent dedication right so to take a week and a half off before the regular season is weird it's mm-hmm. weird Anyone to do, especially someone as dedicated as Tom Brady, has he earned it? I guess, sure, but it also is weird. It would be weird (laughs) if Aaron Rodgers took a week and a half off right before the season. It would be weird if anybody, like name anybody, Russell Wilson, like it would be weird. Yeah, that doesn't happen. So it's just weird. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're making. Into too much because it is weird. It's just suspicious. Yeah, it will probably all be okay, but it is weird.
1: Yes, it's definitely off-putting in a sense. I'm I'm not sounding the alarms yet for a few reasons. Yeah, which I don't think you are either. I'm I'm not sounding the alarm for one. You know, while his while he may have not had the most confident delivery in this whole undefinitive t- undefinitive. Um, no specific timeline comment. It's still this whole, you know, but I said after Tennessee, it was a very open-ended thing after Tennessee could have meant Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And if you really wanted to be almost diabolical about that vague response after Tennessee could also mean after Indianapolis, if you really think about it. it so yeah. in my brain, I think I kind of already processed the fact of no preseason for Tom Brady. He's going to oh, take, you don't think he'll, you don't think he'll play. I'd be surprised if we one. call him for, no, I'm, I'm thinking that he'll return. Wow. After Indianapolis. Hot, take, yeah, that's my, that's my stretch. I think he's going to return after Indianapolis, get his couple of practices in, because I also saw something today that was almost comforting in a sense. Yeah, sure. You don't have Tom Brady being your lead recruiter in the off season to decide, Hey, we're, Like it's not for me. And I do believe that there was more of a measure of truth behind the fact that this was a discussion that took place before training camp, rather than being more of a, you know, publicist, let's calm the chaos kind of thing. I think that there were conversations taking place. I think there's a lot of conversations that took place heading into this season. And in order for him to return, there was going to have to be a lot more power in Tom Brady's hand, not saying Brady doesn't have power. We know that he actually has usually the most power but I, I just kind of had this feeling that there was conversations that took place. He was one of the lead recruiters and getting weapons that he knew that he could work with. Um, So I kind of have a confidence behind that, but you know, he was almost retired. He's coming back. He's confident in his ways, his skill set, his ability, his delivery. He doesn't really need a preseason. It's more to build that chemistry and reps with these guys. They feel good about it. Um, And the good news is that the team is still kind of holding him in a high regard and having a confident response to whether or not he's coming back and everybody's still leaning to yes. So I'm just going to go as far to say, no Tom Brady preseason, but suit up. Let's see this guy tear it up in Dallas week one. Okay. So, I'm interested
0: to see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that we'll pans out. Ha- we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. I agree with you that there's no need to panic. I agree. Everything is gonna be again. It is it's Tom Brady. He's he's gonna go out and do his job. Mm-hmm. That doesn't distract from being a little suspect or, and I'm sure we'll eventually understand the details, but Casey watch, watch the books go out, do the thing, win everything. And then, everybody starts taking off a
1: few weeks in the preseason, right? Like, right. Tom, Tom Brady's gonna... whole thing. TB12 is a whole thing. Everybody's getting pliability and vegan protein and it, avocado.
0: It's, it, <laughs> if, now, it's just if it, it goes
1: all the way, then everybody's, you know, oh, Exactly. Maybe, is
0: there something to that? Take a few, take a few weeks off, like work really hard, take a little break. I mean, it is a long season. So yeah,
1: Maybe there's something differently at 45 than at 35. So maybe he doesn't need a preseason at 45 years old. Yeah. But speaking of other people, not at practice missing in action, if you will. Yeah. It was time to cut the roster. They had to do that. They
0: said goodbye to some people (laughs) that maybe was a little surprising.
1: Oh, one of them surprised me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So 85 player roster, first round of cuts in preseason comes about. And the name that shocked, well, everybody, whether you're a fan of his or not, is cornerback Ross Cockrell. What did you think of that move?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It it was a little surprising. I think Mm -hmm. you look at the list and there's some people and you're like, okay, that makes sense. And then you see his name and it's like, oh, I... uh uh. Uh, yeah like uh, uh, what what what's the plan then you know like there's
1: uh, some question marks from
0: um Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's one of those things where it's like they don't there's not a ton of conversations you know Mm -hmm. you don't you don't really you know get too much I mean Todd Bowles said that you know They, they thought enough of Ross to give him a chance. Um, I will say this, he was
1: released, not waived. So that says things that gives him an opportunity to play on another team under different circumstances.
0: Yeah. And so I think, I think they thought that, that that's actually doing right by him because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to string him along knowing that this maybe wasn't something that was going to work out. And so they wanted to release him so that, yeah, so he has time to maybe figure something out with another team before the start of the season. Getting locked in.
1: Oh, Which, something this dating culture should really pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, release <laughs> the fish, guys! Release uh, the fish! Give him a chance.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, he, again, Todd Bull said like he, he did a lot of really good things in the past, and I think that's why there's some confusion there because it's like, oh, he he did, he was a part of a really dynamic team and he had moments. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you're sad to lose him, but obviously some trust within the coaching staff and front office to know that like, okay, this is the right decision and something will take shape.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing that really surprised me with this move was there was guys like Rashad Robinson and um, Gardner, and they're just now getting their feet about them. And Cockrell had to take those reps that they were not able to take last season. So while Ross Cockrell didn't really have the strongest performance, you know, he didn't really have not that there's much speed on the Buck secondary, but he really didn't have the speed in very crucial moments and um kind of had some mental error reads out there. But you know, these other guys haven't really played much if ever, but they've had a pretty good camp, both Gardner and Robinson. So that kind of spoke to the fact of they're looking forward versus you know, Oh, well you did this last year. So, so I think it was nice that they kind of gave him that reprieve to maybe have a future elsewhere because depending on the coverage, depending on the scheme, depending on the coaching staff, you know, he could have a whole different level to his career. It just wasn't a fit here. And um, I am intrigued to see who ends up kind of prevailing out of those two between Garner and Robinson to kind of succeed that Ross Cog roll rotation and the times that it came in. Um, aside from the little surprise, that was just one surprise. The rest of them, not so much. Uh, ben, how do we say his last name? Beasy. Spice. <laughs> Beasy. I just want to give everybody nicknames. Um, be- some, is a, that name? is a good nickname. Though. Wouldn't that be better? Ben Beezy? I like you're welcome, Ben. I just gave you a beautiful new name. Uh, (laughs) Tight end. He did. He did. Okay. Um, He did really good things. And then he did some whatever things. A lot of it was just properly lining up. Mental errors has really kind of fallen the shoulders of a lot of guys that will end up not making this roster in the early stages. And then you have offensive lineman Curtis Blackwell. We know the offensive line is completely loaded. Uh, That might be the highest competitive spot aside from the wide receiver room. Crazy enough. There's just so much talent and versatility in that offensive line room and wide receiver Cameron Brown and then as for waived by injury Jojo Azogu Azogu <laughs> yeah Azogu outside linebacker and um he had he had some strengths in camp but I think that kind of well you have to stand out and if you don't then you're kind of out of the rotation so yeah Five guys out for the count. Eighty-five player roster heading into preseason game two, and unfortunately, we're not all heading into game two on a healthy, happy note. No, no, we're not. (laughs) No, we are not. Casey, can you handle it anymore? I don't know if I can handle it anymore. There, yeah, it's it's. There's a lot,
0: right? And it's and it's some guys that we both we talked about last week, and that we were hoping would continue on the up and up so cam gill actually ended up having surgery so he's Mm -hmm. you know
1: three to four months i believe gone yeah
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be some time um but tyler johnson uh is injured um zion mccullum
1: keanu Neal, break break heartbreak
0: yeah so (laughs) you know and then and then you like go through the list of people that like we're previously hurt that you're like, oh, I hope things get better. But Mike Evans is still there. Russell Gage is still there. Chris Godwin is still there. So there's some, yeah, it's, it's it feels so a little bit like, okay, we're going <laughs> to figure this out. There's maybe still time. Everyone
1: needs preseason off for real.
0: Yeah. Maybe this is not, maybe we need to rest our bodies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean I think that that it is what it is. Like they're going to have to take a little bit of break um and it will be kind of like we talked about last week, which is which is kind of the reality of the preseason. It will be opportunities for other people to step up mm-hmm. as this team chips away at the roster and uh some one guy that I think we're all really excited about uh coming back and 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 a big reason is because of the cam gill injury uh but excited so sad about that but excited to have carl back in a bucks uniform
1: yes the the reunion that a lot of people kind of saw coming and for people who didn't see it coming what a lovely surprise for you all (laughs) um i was actually a big fan of 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 carl nasib nasib i'm i'm gonna butcher his name in so many ways but um i was a big fan of carl's in the in the 2018-2019 season for many reasons um he is a big guy i think he's like six seven uh 275 if you will and yeah, he yeah, loves yeah exactly to see that him. and somebody who can be a versatile player as well um coach bowl said he can play inside he can play outside he can also play nickel and this is a guy who has a natural versatility to him, but adapts to a versatile roles and, you know, already knows this scheme. Majority of it. He at least played under Todd Bowles, scheme for one year. And Bowles said that he still carries that familiarity. And then he said it in his presser, like, Oh wait, there's still things that I recall. There's still plays that I'm very comfortable with and confident in and whatnot. And so if you were a Carl Nassib fan in general, to have this guy back, to know that he knows the playbook, to know his athleticism and versatility, it's a very exciting addition, not just in replace of Cam Gill. Um, I kind of feel like this was something that was going to come with or without Cam Gill getting injured.
0: Yeah, he had 12 and a half sacks in the two seasons that he was with the Bucks. And you said it, Casey, he's a big guy he's very versatile um he hasn't done you know they they are kind of slowly integrating him back into um the bucks scheme mm-hmm. but really really like what we're seeing so far with him um you know he he's able to like you said play more of that outside linebacker role, but then he can also slide in as a defensive end. And like you said, he said that he'll go wherever they need him. And I think that having a guy like that, when there are a few question marks in that area, we spoke about it last week, Mm -hmm. having a versatile guy who can slide in, in different places who already knows the scheme, who has comfortability with the other players in, in the locker room, that is super beneficial especially yes. when you're only a few weeks out of the regular season. So I think there's so much upside to this. Um, I, I really like this signing. Um, Carl seems like a great guy and, uh, and, and I really liked what it, I want to know what you think about this. So he chose the bucks number 93 Jersey, uh, <laughs> shout out to Gerald McCoy. McCoy actually texted him and said, Hey, uh, better live up you, to the hype <laughs> you better yeah he literally said don't mess it up did he really i didn't yes. even know this so he texted him and he said oh you're gonna be be number 20 or 93 don't mess it up um wow. yeah but mccoy's he, he it, it was kind of like jokingly because mm-hmm. mccoy thinks very highly of nasib and he said you know He's passionate, energetic. He's hardworking, one of the best teammates I've ever had. So they clearly think very highly of each other. They, they right. uh, played on the same Bucks roster. And so it's kind of, I don't know. I think that's kind of like uh, a a loving sign, you know, mm-hmm. to say like, hey, we played together. I have so much respect for you. If your numb like you're gone yeah. now,
1: like if your number's available, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your number. Well, we know these that guys take numbers very seriously. They do. Oh, yes. yeah so for I would love to get a text from McCoy I mean maybe not exactly that but it's all love and and fun but I'd be like holy crap the pressure's on and then there was totally. even about like can Su but I'd rather hear yep. from from uh from McCoy because he had such a dominant presence on that team people respected him loved him he was a leader beyond um anything not even just for the team but in the community what's also great about that though is there's also a resounding feedback on people's excitement for Carl being back and it's the fact that this kid has a motor on him like no other the players have said it his energy his ability to go 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 is ridiculous and that's the kind of intensity you want this is already a very good run like run stop defense. But to have a guy that can just keep going and going and going in a system that's, you know, predominantly heavy blitz might be switching up some things. You have a versatile guy that doesn't know how to let off the gas and he doesn't just all gas, no brakes, you know, head down, floating around and and flying around and, and, you know, moments that aren't going to help the team. No, he's very precise. He's very accurate and he makes it count and he makes it hurt. This is a very exciting pick and I can't wait to see him suited back up. I honestly, I didn't want him to leave. I was really, I was really hurt when I found out that, you know, more than likely he was getting ready to switch teams and it was obviously more of a contractual thing. They couldn't afford to keep him, but you know, you always end up where you're supposed to. And I really, you're, I don't, you're probably not supposed to say adore in sports, but that's how I feel guys. I adore the fact that he's very high up on Shaq Barrett. He yes, mentioned was, how much yeah. he learned from him previously and how he's excited to just kind of feed off of him once more. And Shaq is the quiet leader, but I he's held to such a high regard and respect. So when you have that level of respect to want to play with somebody because you know what they can teach you, you kind of have this next level that comes out of you in that moment of respect. That's kind of what we see out of Levante David and Devin White when they're in sync. So if that's something that can populate, and this isn't me taking away from JTS guys, JTS has earned his spot. He's going to be one of the starters this season, but still in certain schemes and certain coverages, certain moments, this is going to be something really interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be great. And, and though it's going to be a really cool pairing, having them play off of each other. Um, so now that we are kind of updated on who's playing, what's happening, let's get into the practice this week because the Bucks went to Tennessee and had a few practices, joint practices with the Titans. And I think it was a really good competition. And Mm -hmm. there were some moments where you were able to say like, Oh wow, this guy and this guy. And uh, I think that similarly to how we, we spoke about last week, the Bucks I think did really well in Wednesday's practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of saw that flip a little bit today. Like the Titans kind of got uh, maybe a a little bit more like they owned a few more upper opportunities and drills in, uh, Thursday's practice. So I think overall really good competition in these joint practices, something that's going to make both teams better, which that's the reason
1: why you do it to make, make yourself better. Oh, absolutely. And I think you pointed out something, um, really important. There is the fact that it kind of, it it flipped. It was, you know, the bucks were kind of more in control one week. And then now the competition is really ramped up to where they had to work a little harder. They were, they were humbled in some circumstances and they were also kind of made aware of where they need to really level up. And I think that's a healthy thing to be made aware of week two game two of the preseason before taking on a team like Dallas in Dallas. So I would say the first joint practice was you know, again, good competition, pretty even killed. They had wins. Bucks had wins and it kept kind of toggling back and forth. I, when practice started off, the Bucks run game was a little stagnant. They got a, a healthy dose of how good is your run game actually. And, um, I feel like that's important because what we keep hearing from coach bowls, as well as a lot of other people around the team is that this, Bucks team this season is supposed to be establishing more of a run game as well as being less predictable with their run game and their run options. So Titans have a pretty strong front seven when it comes to their defense. That's something very notable about them. And they put it to the test and they kind of held them off in the beginning of practice, made them work for it. The way that they came together, the way that they communicated and ended up getting some decent plays going out there. Speaks to how much more this run game will and can develop. And I have a lot of faith in Leonard Fournette as well as Rashad White. He's a very mature guy going for that one spot. He's not going to get the one spot, but to have that maturity, that chip on your shoulder, that confidence, um, he's going to produce for this team. And he has shown that he's very capable of doing that. Uh, something else to kind of take into account is that during these practices, the the two team, the two's defense for the Bucks did quite well controlling the ones for the titans for a couple couple reps a good a good quality amount of series so if the twos can manage that just establishes confidence in the depth the next man up which you and I have talked about you know over and over again i know day 1 rookie Andre Anthony had a quality sack and just many plays that he was in on completely controlling, controlling and owning Titans offense for a couple reps there. And Zion McCollum looked really good day one. Um, he and Coach Bowles even said it himself, he's like, Look, once he gets the reads down, he plays very well. When he knows what he's doing, he executes well. When he doesn't, it's kind of obvious. So that's more of a get up to speed kind of thing. And unfortunately, today he went down with um, I think it was a left hamstring strain, no update on that yet. Fingers crossed that he'll be fine and able to contribute to Saturday's game. Cause what I do want to see is a few exciting matchups in that game. So good competition. With good competition comes chippiness. With chippiness comes temper flares. And with temper flares, you either break up the fight in time or you don't make it there quick enough to prevent a little fisticuff. <laughs>
0: and we had a few of those. Um, yes. One of them a little bit more shovy, The other one a little bit, maybe a little bit more intense.
1: Mm, just slightly. There yeah. was a float from... Leonard Fournette's fist to Jeffrey Simmons' helmet. <laughs> and that just kind it. of created a ripple effect for everybody to come in. But, you know, teammates are going to protect teammates. What else What else do we expect from these gentlemen? So will that chippiness carry into Saturday's game? Now we're looking at more starters participating. Um, no, not any of the top wide receivers for the Bucks. Uh, group, they're still going to just let them heal, which I think we all agree to that. Um, some of it's these injuries may translate into Saturday. So it's very questionable if we'll see Zion McCollum. Um, Tyler Johnson, I'm pretty sure, was fine, just shaking up with an ankle injury. Tristan Worf's was a core situation. We need to wait to hear more on that. Keanu Neal might be out for the preseason and uh, KJ Britt. So with that said, we still have a lot of quality players to evaluate, a lot of interesting things to see. And that kind of brings me to one of the matchups, one of the two people, one of the two, <laughs> two people I will be paying very, very close attention to on Saturday. If Zion McCollum can return, even if he can't, the Bucks secondary versus the Titans first round, number 18 pick, Traylon Bucks, Bucks, Bukes. I'm gonna butcher everybody's name today because I am half tired and just. Well, I never care to learn people's names anyway. <laughs> Let's just be <laughs> honest about it, Casey. Just, um, about it. just everybody has a nickname in Casey's world. Burks. I know. It just means that I think of everybody on such a friendly, lovely, high note. So Traylon Burks, as if I haven't said his name 10,000 times for NFL draft prep, he was, you know, a highly regarded wide receiver heading into the draft, he ended up being a first round pick to the Titans. The Titans have still had plenty of great things to say about him. Um, 6'2", 225, runs a 4.55, and has, you know, strengths that stack up in terms of he's a strong weight room guy for a wide out, which says a lot because wide out receivers aren't typically moving much weight in the weight room. Um, he's an underneath threat. He sells his body to make the catch. He does well in man coverage. So he's going to throw this defense a lot of interesting looks. And they're counting on him to do that. So yeah. I'm excited to see if he lives up to the hype. Yeah, we'll see.
0: I, I think that's a good pick. Um I'm well, first of all, I want to get back into a little bit. Well, no, we'll we'll go into this later. We'll get into that with walk the plank because Ooh. I have a bone to pick with somebody, but I'm not going to go there just yet. So, <laughs> um, we will talk then about uh, Tompkins. Yeah, Desmond yeah, Tompkins. So he had, I mean, kind of like the play of the day today. Oh, yeah. Um, he really was able to uh, make, he he made several touchdown catches over Titans D backs. Um, it was, it was great. And he felt super confident about himself because he said everything that came to me, I'm pretty sure I caught it. Like that <laughs> has to be a good feeling um, yes. whenever you're able to do that. Uh, especially again, that is, that is a, a position that is, there's so so confident. there's the so many great stacking. people there. Yeah, yeah totally. Because people just so, keep performing. I'm interested to see with depending on if our guy Tyler Johnson stays out. Like depending on if they're like, oh, okay, just like take a rest this week. Mm-hmm. Does Devin say, okay, here we go, it's my time. Like last week, time to go off. PJ shown, but this yep. week it's my time to shine. Like I'm I'm a star. I don't like don't cut me yet bucks because i've got something to prove i think he might be i think doing what he did today is going to give him the confidence to go into the game on Saturday and Head really high. have a standout game. So I'm kind of hot on him. I think that this practice leads into something bigger. I think it's going to be like the rolling stone type thing
1: for him. And I'm it's so and glad it, you said that. I'm yeah. actually really glad you said that because I also threw up a poll because of all the rave that's been going on with joint practices. And I'm like, okay, guys, if you had to pick one, is it Devin Tompkins? Is it Jareth Stearns? Who's You know, he did well last game and he, you know, showed chemistry and connection and made Kyle Trask look pretty darn good, especially towards the end there, um, aside from, you know, the mishaps. And then you've got Jalen Darden, who he's been a part of this team. The team just needed to see a few more things out of him to kind of guarantee his spot. But now you've got these other guys that are here and really making him have to work for it. You know, Devin Tompkins can also be on the return. He can contribute to special teams. That's a great way to groom a young guy in a loaded wide receiver room. So if anybody is going to get the fire under their butt, it's going to be Devin Tompkins applying some pressure to Jalen Darden. And I even am a fan of Jared Stearns. Uh, I think as we discussed in the post game, so I'm so glad you said that because that is definitely going to be somebody that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. And we know how this coaching staff is. They want to protect their players. They want to protect health. So if Tyler Johnson doesn't need to play, he shouldn't. Um, yeah. They, you know, he's all him. He's also been a part of this team and he's had a great camp and he was one of the top players last week. So it's not very I, necessary. Yeah. I
0: think Tyler Johnson has shown that like he showed the team what they needed to see. I think that they have a pretty good evaluation from him, but with some of these other guys, I think there's still room to evaluate. So I would hope that the coaching staff puts them in a little bit more, give mm-hmm. them a few more opportunities to be able to like evaluate them in real game time action and say what can you bring to the table like this is your opportunity show us what you got um because i i do think that tyler johnson has has had the opportunity and has proved himself during the yeah exactly during the time that he's been able to have those opportunities but i'm really interested to see uh, a few of these other guys and and like you said casey like maybe they don't start at, you know, wide receiver, because that is such a loaded area for the bucks, but maybe they do start on special teams. Maybe there's, Mm -hmm. there's, especially with, again, some of the injuries that have happened before. You never know what's going to happen with people. Again, you want to have people that you can rely on guys that you feel are dependable Mm -hmm. in the room. I'm really excited to see more of Devin this Saturday. I think that he's going to put on a show for
1: us. Me too. And Okay, leave it to me to stir the pot just a little bit on Jolly Rogers and touchdown. Are we gonna is this? Are we like getting into walk the plank or what? we're gonna get ready to pivot into walk the plank? Okay. But there's one other thing I'm gonna look for in Saturday's game. Okay. And uh Bucks fans, I can't wait to break this down with you. Something just popped into my brain. Let's go. I don't know if it's gonna be the same setup of Blaine Gabber opening for a series or a quarter and then it transitioning to Kyle Trask. I think something that'll speak to the length on which Tom Brady may not be returning is will, will Blaine Gabbert play more? There was a lot of conversation around his reps today. There was a lot of conversation about the rapport and the confidence and the chemistry he's building with the ones. There's a lot of conversation looking back on the one reps that he's taken without Tom Brady being at practice a week and two weeks ago. So, if he goes in for one quarter again and it turns into the Trask show, great. I feel like we're still in the same headspace length of confidence that Brady's going to be back whenever, whenever, whatever. If that turns into two quarters of Blaine Gabbert, two quarters of Trask, that's going to be a little not concerning, but that's going to just, that's going to raise the eyebrows, add an extra question marks and just kind of give, give, I don't know it it might just stir some things up casey hudson the investigative reporting (laughs) (laughs) always looking from uh an analytical and investigative point of view so i'm really excited to see because there it still hasn't been very set in stone and um said very clear and concisely you know how many reps or how long gabbert's going to play versus trask i do want to see trask build off of last week's performance I will say the beginning of this week, before they even went to Tennessee, he had a little bit of pep in his step at practice. He looked like he felt a little bit more confident. But it is way different to get game reps under your belt than anything else. He's not playing a simulation game anymore. He's actually playing games. So to continue to get me on the Trask train, not that I'm there, you know, he did good things. He did some trash things. Casey. I'm still wavering, okay. but I I would love We're to gonna see recruit a bit you. more. I just feel like we're going to see a little bit more Blaine Gabbard because they're going to have to start putting people's minds at ease that Blaine Gabbard can manage the reins if and or. So only that's if, I-
0: if, only if it needs to happen. Only if, only if.
1: Yeah. We'll be interested to see. And something to interesting see. too is that yeah. a couple players have mentioned the fact that Blaine Gabbard has taken him under their wing or Blaine Gabbert has taken them under his wing. He takes the time to have extra conversations with them. He takes the time to break down film with them. And that's not a role, not saying that he's not a leader, but it's been spoken about a lot more in media around the locker room on the field that Blaine Gabbert has this leadership about him that people just discount and don't take in and don't really think about. So that kind of sparked my interest as well you know, I know he was a leader when he was with the Jaguars. I know he yeah. started off as a leader in San Francisco and then it kind of fell off. And then after that, he just turned into your loyal QB two between San Francisco, Arizona, Tennessee, and you know, now the bucks, but I'm just, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. To see. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So Casey, I have to, I think I have to start this walk, the playing segment because I agreed. I have a, I have a little bit of a bone to pick. So we talked a little bit about the chippiness in practice and, mm-hmm. So the Bucks and Titans holding their first of the two joint practices on Wednesday. Right. So what's happening is Duke Preston, the vice president of player engagement for Tampa Bay. He's taking the shotgun snacks snaps as mock quarterback, right? You're not going to have QB one in there. So he's just (laughs) there taking the snaps and Jeffrey Simmons runs past Robert Hainsey And kind of brushes up, like kind of like gets at the head and neck Uh of Preston. And so much so that Preston's a little bit, like he's like a little perturbed. And he throws the ball at Simmons. Like, don't do that to me. Throws the ball at Simmons. A little bit of a scuffle ensues. And then Simmons is the same guy today on thursday the very next day that oh, the loses problems. his cool with <laughs> leonard for and kind of you know he's just like being that guy first of all like are you really gonna go and like hit
1: uh, right the guy the- who's not even playing or like participating other than helping he's his team mock quarterback like he is a he's a yeah what are he you has doing to do with so, the situation? Jeffrey Simmons,
0: walk the plank. Get out of here. Go. He's got to go. go. Sword and walk back. You're out, buddy. Yeah. Bye bye.
1: Into the water, into the alligator infested water. <laughs> <Outta> <laughs> here. Like To get a reaction out of Leonard Fournette. If you listen to his press conferences, he's been so just docile, mild manner, mature, if you get a man out of character, you you've just been an annoyance from the beginning. And clearly it started from the minute that that team got on the field for joint practices. So, yeah, I second that motion. Simmons, walk it like you talk it off the plank, buddy. Um, So funny. Well, not funny. You and I, we we, we know this by now. We know how this <laughs> rolls. He was obviously on my list, um, kind of reminding me of Duke Riley from the Miami Dolphins joint practice. Just that 100%. guy needing a reaction. And yeah. he got one. Uh, This time, not such a cute reaction, but all right, we're not going to go into this because we we don't fuel the drama, but I do just have to like briefly say it's time for Antonio Brown to walk the plank. You got to get off Twitter. Somebody's just got to remove all the social platforms from him, but it's just enough is enough. I'm just so tired of this conversation and what I don't love is Now he's starting to get really personal on Twitter with the attacks, with the information. And we're also dealing with these personal attacks on the QB one that everybody is hoping returns in a Bucks Jersey before game one versus Dallas. So whatever personal reasons that Tom Brady stepped away, I personally don't love the idea of the attack stacking on top of the things that he's already dealing with. Like enough is enough. It's almost going to be a year since this man undressed and ran off the field and whatever the reason may be, it's in the past. And you got to step into something else, but just get off Twitter, walk the plank, get the help that you need, go have different conversations. But I just, I don't want to hear Antonio Brown's name and I don't want to see his Twitter for a minute and guys no, I don't follow him anymore, but when people like and retweet and post and keep his conversations alive, it's obviously going to be in the brunt of my face. So unfortunately I just had to say it's time for Brown to walk the plank. Him and Simmons can hold hands we can tether them together and just like dismiss. All right, guys. And that's going to be one of my main reasons for for my walk the plank this week. Per usual, of course, Kaylee and I agree on one person that needs to walk the plank. And the best news about this all is Kaylee, as well as myself, are not one of those two that will be walking the plank. So more importantly, we want to hear from you guys. Who's your walk the plank of the week? What is it? Is it a person? Is it a situation? Is it the fight at the end of practice? Is it a group of people? You keep us up to date on who you think should be walking the plank. And more excitingly enough, we will return for the post game of the Bucks versus the Titans. Let us know your predictions for that as well. Be sure to follow me at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E and Kaylee Mizell on Twitter, as well as Instagram, all the social media platforms to keep up to date. And you can catch Jolly Rogers and touchdowns on all of your favorite streaming platforms from Spotify to iTunes. It's your choice. And we cannot wait to join you back here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns for the post-game show of the Bucks versus the Titans. You guys have a great rest of your day, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. And thank you for joining us at Jolly Rogers and touchdowns.